0: friend since pre-k and he was always like we try and team up together to be uh, partners on presentations and he's like Joey let's go first let's go first and I'm like, okay so we get out we knock it out the park and we always did amazing presentations and it never bothered me all the way up until high school never bothered me I went to college you know, I had a speech class and I was like man I got this I had to do a presentation got up I looked at everybody all I saw was eyes looking at me I choked (laughs) so I was like good lord after that it it messed with me you know it's like a like a PTSD I guess you would say but I mean not to that extreme but yeah you know what I'm saying just kind of just messed with my head Mm. ever since then
1: no I I've never really been like a people person Uh until I met my wife she she's she likes to talk to people that's just her uh, personality but me I'm like I'm a homebody I like to stay home. I do like to have people around every now and then, but it, this has helped me a whole lot—like more you. to talk and stuff and yeah. calm my nerves. Man, I used to just be so shy. Man, I I hated it, but it's yeah. better now for sure. But yeah, man, you ready?
0: I'm ready. You wherever you are, man. I was going to ask if, if we were going already. Well, or... I
1: started recording. Okay. You know? Um,
0: yeah. Dang it. Yeah. No, I started recording. So, I mean.
1: But uh
0: it's it's whatever you want my <laughs> my main question uh I just had one question that I wanted to ask you and what what was it that I guess you know you wanted me to do this this podcast you know, man what um, about me you know
1: I don't know a whole lot about you uh uh-huh. and I feel like um I'm not sure because you're not even from here right no I'm not and so I don't know if even a lot of people know about you yeah, I know when it comes to your business you know your side business Yeah. not a lot of people know about that either
0: Yeah.
1: and I felt like man this would help promote that uh-huh. also get to know you you know you're an officer here in town uh, with yeah. a sheriff deputy
0: sheriff deputy now
1: so um, you know people know who you are you know maybe open up to you and get a better feel of who you are you know what I'm saying so yeah. um, I don't know I'm just kind of curious on you know what why, why lifting weights too like what made you want to Go to the okay. gym, and you know what, and also, why Seminole? Why, are, why'd you come? Why'd you pick Seminole? You know, out of I'm not sure if you could have <laughs> chose anywhere else, but
0: it, it's it's really, you could apply everywhere. It's just a place if they want you. You know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah. Um, but, I mean, I got, I got a long story, man. Hey, you there's know a, what? There's a lot <laughs> to me. Yeah. Uh
1: well, before you even start, like I, I mean, we've already started, but yeah. Um. Man, don't worry about the time. You can you have pretty much as long as you want to talk. Um, and other than that, like it's like I said, man. Um, it's better you know you know you talking. Yeah. People, I I, I like just hearing you know other them talk. You know, I, I have questions every now and then, but man, when you talk, you know my focus is on you and.
0: No, I mean. I guess you know the whole lifting weights part. It it started. I guess as a kid, you know, I was overweight. You know, just about my entire life, all the way up until about seventh grade, I got into athletics, and man, I lost like fifty pounds. I remember being like in sixth grade, about the about five six, being like one hundred and eighty pounds. That's mm. a big boy, you know. <laughs> you know, I was wearing like my dad's pants. That's the kind of size that I was. Just oh, you awesome. know. You're middle school, you're supposed to be little. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I, I, was a, I was a big boy. So, when I got into athletics, uh, it's funny because that same friend that I told you about the presentation, mm. I remember being athletics and I'm saying, hey, man, I think I'm done. Is like, nah, Joey, you got this, we got this. Let's just keep going. So, I was like, okay, all right. So, it was like, I guess week two, I was in football. We started football in seventh grade. And I just remember thinking, man, I'm dying, it's hot, I'm sweating, you know, it, it, it's, I was, it was a new thing, so, you know, he told me that we were, I guess, doing the ropes where you run through, Oh yeah, you oh. know, uh, like high knees, to. Yeah. skiing and jumping. Oh, yeah, I remember um, that. So, yeah, that was rough, man, and, and being, I'm from Presidio, okay, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know Presidio, Presidio's, Presidio's pretty much like the hottest town in Texas next to uh, Peckles. Oh, wow. You know, yeah. it's it like a coldest in the winter is like 30 degrees but that's like while everywhere else is like at zero or 10 degrees Mm. so i mean that you can only imagine you know even on summer nights where it's supposed to drop down it's like 90 Mm. so i mean you can only imagine this big heavy kid sweating football gear on it's like 100 degrees outside i wanted to quit (laughs) but yeah he told me he's like no let's keep going and I did you know it started getting easier before I knew it. My mom was like had to buy me pants like three or four times because I just kept losing weight mm. so after that, it was like a big confidence booster i you know I just felt like I came out of a shell, yeah, you know yeah, you know because uh, at that times you know kids you know pick on you because mm-hmm. you're fat, so so um, were you were you bullied I guess um, uh, at that age or no? <laughs> it's funny I wasn't like bullied bullied but I, you know they'd tease me mm, you know? yeah. no. I... Uh, I mean I if they bullied me you know I kind of stood up for myself mm. but you know it wasn't I don't know I guess like media or perspective where they push you down and you know I guess throw your uh, book bag or whatever and it wasn't nothing like that it was just you know teasing
1: joking and, yeah. yeah gotcha but you know it,
0: as a kid I guess teasing can you know it affects you to a certain aspect it was nothing that was ever extreme. I was like, yeah, whatever, mm-hmm. you know. But it bothered me. So, uh, you know, I kept working out from seventh grade. You know, just nothing crazy. Just you know, athletics. You know, throughout the school, I always stayed active. Um,
1: what were your? Um, I'm gonna kind of throw you off a little bit, but like your parents. What were your parents like? Are you, are you the only? Um, yeah. Sibling there, or like, no, you only son or other only child? Or,
0: uh, I am the second youngest, so I have my older sister, I have me, and I have my younger sister, and then I got my little brother. Hmm. So, there's like a a, at least a bike about a 13 year gap for me and my little sister. Oh, wow! (laughs) So, that's why I say it's kind of, I guess, I was like the youngest at that at, at those times until uh, middle school when my I think. Yeah, late middle school, my mom had my sister, mm, okay. so, uh, but I mean, you know, I had my parents uh, throughout my whole childhood, uh, they were, they were great people. Um, oh, that's
1: good, that's awesome.
0: You know, as a kid, I mean, I guess, how should I say this, you know, we didn't have a whole lot, mm. but uh, I never knew that as a kid, Yeah. and I guess as we got, I got older, you kind of realize, you know, we don't got a whole lot, but. You know what we had was was unity and i always, you know to this day i feel you know you shouldn't have to worry about the material things it's what you have as a person as a unity with your family you know you may not have the biggest house you may not have the nicest car but you got your family
1: no oh, yeah that's, you man know what I'm saying? that's good oh yeah so oh, love it
0: bro. love it so you know i never i didn't have like a rough childhood none of that stuff it was you know Happy. It was a happy, happy childhood. Heck yeah. You know, it was good. I didn't have what I wanted all the time, but you know, it. It's all right. Yeah. You know. Well oh, yeah. I guess it made me a better person because you know kids get what they want, kind of get spoiled. No. So <laughs> nah. it, it is what it is, right? Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Heck yeah. But uh, I remember uh, I remember also telling my my parents, hey, I want to get out of athletics, and my dad said, you get in it, you're gonna finish, mm. you don't quit. So I was like, okay, all right. I remember being upset, man. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. He doesn't understand. It's rough. Yeah. So I was like, whatever. So everything he told me, he said, everything you do, you give it your all. You don't gotta be the best, but give it your all. So it's like, okay, all right, cool. So I did that. Uh, I played sports just mainly in uh, middle school. Uh, I played football did a little bit of basketball but there's something about basketball I couldn't pick up Hmm. so that was like about the one thing that let me quit so it was like I just I was like I can't understand the rules I don't know what's going on (laughs) (laughs) so it was like I did half the season after that I was like I'm not picking it up and they're like well if you're not picking it up then I guess it's okay so Hmm. so but after that I did track uh man I was fast (laughs) I remember that uh I did the uh the 100 and it was like the 300, I think. You do like the straightaway and the curve. Oh, uh, what is that? And like? then another straightaway. Or just the 200. 200, 400, yeah, the 200, and the yeah. 100. Yeah. But that was about it. I, I think that was about the only time that I loved running. Because mm-hmm. I remember I met with you a while back. I said, I can't run. Yeah. All. Yeah, I remember you yeah. saying that. Yeah. And, you know, in high school, I was in athletics But at that point, being from a border town, you kind of get mixed up. I guess you grow up fast, Mm. should I say. So you got kids going to Mexico and and drinking because they don't ID you. you know. So I guess I kind of partied a lot in high school, should I say, and my grades weren't there. Oh, gotcha. I was a hell of an athlete. They always told me that, you know, Joe, you need to get your grades up. I wish I could play you, but you got to get your grades up. Oh, man, yeah.
2: I'm like, eh, eh,
0: we'll see. <laughs> there wasn't nothing that was a big concern to me at that moment, but I wish it was. You know, I look back and I wish I gave it. You know, put my priority in, in uh, school. Hmm. But in the same aspect, I wouldn't change anything because that partying. You know, I got it out of my system early. I guess um, you could say. Yeah. But um. Uh, you know. I went to high school, graduated, and uh, I guess this is a kind of totally different, you know, spin-off, but my father, he was, I guess when I got into middle school, he started noticing when I started, you know, misbehaving, mm. you know, he kind of, it's like a flick of the switch. He kind of almost became my enemy. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, but it was it was a tough love. It was a love that I didn't understand at that time. It was, you know, if you don't straighten up, you're gonna be a bum like the rest of your family. Mm. Which, you know, I guess I don't know if if it's just you know Mexican thing. I, I'm Mexican. Uh, you know, we do have some you know people that just do bad. You know, in our family, so. Uh, at that time, I was hanging around a lot with them, uh, and uh, I was picking up their bad habits. So, you know, he always told me, you're just, just going to be a bum. And I, I was like, eh, whatever, Dad. No, yeah. You know, you know uh, it's me. You know, I'm going to do me. He always said, if you get in trouble, don't call me. You know, be a man about it. I went up to it. I was like, okay, all right. So... um his his toughness was, was very different. Uh, I remember being, like, young, and, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, I tell my mom, I got a B on this test. She's like, good job, good job, I'm proud of you. I tell my dad, you should have got an A. Mm. Cold like that, you should have got an A. Yeah. I'm like, man, okay, well, at least my mom loves me, that's what I would say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I look back at it right now, and I'm I'm like, thank you for being that way. Because you saw who I who I am, and you know my capability, and you know that I can do better. Mm. You know, had he just said those words, I might have understood, but it's kind of like a tough love that yeah, I, I, I am very grateful for. So y'all's relationship now, I mean, it's always been pretty, you've been pretty close with your dad? Um. True? Well, <laughs> I guess not very close. I mean, he's there for me when I need him, but he it's like a Chicano thing you know we don't show a lot of emotion
1: yeah
0: you know you like I'm like hey dad I just want to tell you you know thank you for always being there for me you know I love you you know it's he doesn't respond because I guess he gets emotional and he doesn't want to show it to me Hmm. but I know he's he's I know you know he loves me yeah yeah. but it's just just one of those that Chicano pride that you don't want to look weak you don't want to show your emotion so you know I've never seen him cry and even when his mom passed away hmm. I think he did it when everybody was asleep because I do remember my mom uh, not my mom my sister she woke up one time middle of the night she came back she's like dad's crying I was like what no way she's like yeah he's crying I was like oh okay just let him let him have his time yeah so yeah. but yeah no I don't know why
1: that is man I honestly don't know why why because um, I well of course my, my dad passed away when I was way young but even watching, like, my uncles and everybody else, like, I don't ever think I've seen them cry, yeah. you know? And just talking to, to different men, it's like, even me, like, it's hard for me to be emotional. Uh-huh. Um, it's something I want to do more, you know? I want my kids to see that side of me, like, oh, man, my dad's loving, you know? He's not just this guy this that tries to be this Batman kind of figure, but yeah, he's got a softer side to him, too, you know? Yeah. I don't know why that is, but, you know? And, and even coming with, like, with us Mexicans, man, like, it... I have no idea. Like
0: it... I don't know why it's like that, honestly. I I think it's just a lot of how we're raised, you know? We're raised to... You gotta look tough. You gotta... You gotta be tough. Hmm. You know? You can't show your weakness because then someone's gonna take advantage of you. So I think that's what it is, you know? And a lot is like from their parents. um, Oh, yeah. How how their parents were. Yeah. And... um, So I think that's just what it is. It's just a, a long line... Of who knows when it started, but it just keeps going, gets passed on mm-hmm. throughout the generations. Um, but <laughs> I'm gonna throw you in for a loop. When I was when I was uh, 17, uh, I got arrested for a DWI, and that woke me up. Mm. You know, I was, was sitting in a jail cell, looking at the wall. I mean, just ceiling, just like this high, of nothing. And I said, man, I don't wanna. I don't want to do this again. This is boring. Yeah, were you at a party, I guess, or just? <laughs> it's funny because we it was it was uh, I believe it was a Friday. It was in March because I had just turned uh, seventeen. uh no, uh, we had an early release day, so it was like a half a day. I don't know why they do it, but they did it. Mm. So uh, me and my friend, he was like, "Hey man, let's you know, let's get some beers and let's go fishing." So we we bought an eighteen and. You know, between me and him, we we went fishing, we killed it, and uh, I was driving home, driving back to the house. So, you know, it was about sunset, and another friend was like, "Hey, come on over, we got some more beers over here." So I'm like, "Okay, we're going over there." So you know, drank a few there, and then we'll, another people are like, "Hey, we're over here, come over here." So we went over there. <laughs> so you know, in my mind, I'm good. Yeah. You know, at that time, I was I was drinking a lot, so you know, the I really didn't have much of a buzz. Um, and it's funny because I told my dad before we left what we were going to be doing He's like alright just be safe and I was like okay and um, we left that last party I dropped him off and I'm almost to my house I'm like a block away from my house and I'm like oh man I need to go get gum my dad's going to kill me <laughs> <laughs> so I went to the store bought some gum and I'm pretty sure the clerk called in that hey this kid's reeks of alcohol so the cops pull me over, they do the whole thing, and in my mind I'm like, man, I passed that, I passed it, I'm good. Next thing I know, I'm I'm in handcuffs. It's like, okay, <laughs> all right. And uh, so they called my dad to go pick up the truck, and the look in his eyes was sheer disappointment. I'd never seen him, you know, so upset. And you know, at that point, I'm, you know, the alcohol starting to hit me, so I'm drunk. I don't care. And uh, there's no jail in Presidio, so you have to drive about 30 minutes to Marfa. And that's uh, because Marfa's in the same county as Presidio. uh, I think it's the second biggest county in Texas. So, you know, there's a bunch of emptiness, you know. But anyways, so, you know, I sit it out, uh, see the judge, get bonded out. And um, my mom's there to pick me up with my grandma. My grandma slaps me the first thing she sees me.
2: Oh, and man.
0: Uh, my grandma, I never, I haven't said this yet, but my grandma and my grandpa were, were always in my life. They were a big part of of my life. They were huge, uh, huge, huge to me. And uh, so when my grandma slapped me, I knew I messed up. I was like, yeah. Grandma's mad at me. I was like, don't, I didn't say a word. I just let her hit me. Got in the truck. And uh, I just remember thinking, You know, prior to me getting arrested, I felt invincible. You know, I felt like couldn't be touched. We could do whatever we wanted, part party whenever we want, you know. And uh that was a wake up call. It was a big wake up call to me. And I was like, I need to chill out. And uh (laughs) I was pretty wild. I was pretty wild. So I I chilled out. My friend, he was like, Hey man, you good? I was like, Yeah, I'm good. I'm just going to relax for a while. It's like, okay. He so said, you'll feel better. I was like, okay. He was, a, he was a good friend of mine. His name was Richard at the time. And, uh, you know, there were some times where he went to Mexico, got where he invited me, and I was like, no, nah, I'm getting chill. He got tied up into some pretty big messes over there, I don't really want to say. Hmm. But it was a pretty big mess. I did not see him for like a week. He was in jail. And I finally saw him. He told me, and I was like, man, I'm glad I didn't go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, you don't want to be locked up but, over there.
0: But yeah, um, so, you know, fast forward, I graduated, I met uh, this girl, and uh, I had my first child with her, I was 19, and, you know, prior to that, I guess, like, you know, that whole, I guess, effect of going to jail kind of wore off, so I was kind of getting a little wild again, I had my first son, and I remember seeing his, seeing, you know, holding him for the first time, and it was like complete change just something took over me Yeah, you know it was an overwhelming feeling and I said I, I just want to be there for you every single day of my life and you know well, you can't be there for a child if you're in jail mm. so yeah. I started cleaning myself up and uh, I was like I want I want this little guy to look up to me you know I want him to be proud of me so I changed my life um, you know I stopped partying I stopped drinking and uh Part of that reason was when I was a, my dad didn't drink, and I asked him, you know, one day we were fishing, because me and my dad fish a lot, that was one thing that, you know, he taught me as a kid that to this day I love, and you know, we were going fishing one day, and I was like, hey dad, how come you don't drink? He said, well, one day we were going to the river, and you looked at me, and you're about five years old, you said, dad, why do you drink beer? And I was like, I don't know, so I stopped. And I was just thinking, man, I'm the reason he stopped. And I didn't tell him that, but I was just thinking that the whole way to the river. Because for some reason, you know, whenever we go to the river, no matter what kind of situation we're going through, if, you know, there's something rough going on at the moment, you know, my dad's like, let's go for a drive to the river. Mm. You know, let's go fish. Yeah. There's something about driving through the mountains, you know, getting to the river that was just calming. You just have a moment to yourself. You're like away from community, away from the issue. You're just thinking about everything. You can reflect on, you know, the choices, how to fix it, yeah, just everything. So I was like, man, I'm the reason. So I was like, I don't want to drink for this little guy. Yeah. And so I didn't, you know, and uh, did, he, you, was, did you grow up in church or um, anything like your parents? You know, we went to church. Uh, we were Catholic. I'm, I'm, I'm still Catholic. We went to church as a kid. Uh, but at some point we stopped going I'm not really sure why Mm. Um, after my son was born I started going back to church there was a father there that he was amazing you know I always went to church I was falling asleep it was boring but there was a father there that was when he preached it was it was meaningful he the way he just spoke was very you know charismatic It, it, it grabbed you and you felt, I guess, clean when you left church, uh, in, in a sense. And, wow. uh, you know, I went to church every day. Then uh, they had to, uh, it, he was actually a pretty, pretty amazing father. He, uh, the church was pretty run down there, and he actually used a lot of the donations to build for the churches that he, uh, I guess, was in charge of in that area. Mm-hmm. And no father had done that before. So he was pretty, pretty well respected, I guess, in the community there in Presidio. But uh, he ended up having to move. I think he went to Pecos. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, they brought in another father and it was just... Yeah. The same old thing, just... Gotcha. He didn't, he didn't connect. Yeah. You know?
1: No, I feel you on that, yeah.
0: But, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, I guess we, you know, in, in a sense, yes and no, you know, not... As much as what we should have, but you know, we were were taught, you know, about About the Lord and the Jesus, and you know, we have our faith. But, uh, you know, I guess when my son was about four or five months old, you know, my dad's like, Well, what are you gonna do? You gotta get a job. I was like, Man, I don't know. So he called my uncle up. My uncle worked uh, for Dawson Geophysics as a Survey well. He wasn't a surveyor, but he was a safety crew. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Hey, man, I can get you a job as a surveyor." I was like, "Okay, sure." So uh, you know, I went to Midland. He got me the job. Well, I mean, I applied for the job and I got hired, right? He helped me out, uh, and uh, from there straight to uh, Roswell. Went to Roswell for a week, and it was it was different. You know, I got up. It was it was an easy job. You know, nothing too crazy. Uh, i don't know it, i guess every kind of surveyor has a different aspect to what they do but what we would yeah. do we we'd have yeah. these big gps things like a backpack had like an antenna we'd walk and we'd have a, it was like i guess you know like a metal detector looking deal mm-hmm. uh, and uh it had like this little code you'd you'd walk and you just kind of put in like a code like if there's a big brush or something where they can't come and lay the i guess the seismic pipe that takes x-rays of the ground oh, okay so so that's what we do we'd walk five miles whatever kind of terrain every day and uh i mean it was cool but i guess i got homesick mm. you know i was over there for a month i didn't have a car i didn't have no friends and i was in a hotel room other than having to be at work so you know i missed my i missed i missed my son
1: yeah oh yeah you know
0: so uh i found out that there's a guy going to beckles and uh I called up my, uh, parents. I said, you know, I can't do this no more. I need to, I need to be with my family. I don't like being apart. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go to college. So they're like, all right, if you're gonna go to college, then you better do it. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Um, called up my uncle. I was like, Hey man, I'm sorry, but, uh, who do I need to let know that I'm done? <laughs> he, was he was mad. He was mad. He was upset. And I said, man, I need to go be with my son. And uh, he said, well, go do what you got to do. But he was upset, hung up on the phone with me. And uh, so the next day, I told, I guess, my boss or whatever he was. He, he was in charge of the survey crew. I said, hey, man, I'm done. So I got on the you know the car with the guy that was going back to Beckles. And my grandparents met me there. And you know they took me back to Presidio. And the next day, I enrolled in college. And uh, what was your major? Cr- uh, my, my major was criminal uh, criminal justice criminal justice I was going to say criminology but it's a criminal justice bachelor of science I had a minor in uh, kinesiology Hmm. and um, so you know um, got sidetracked I decided to go to college you know because I was like man Uh, prior to taking off to college because I still didn't know what I wanted to go for me and my dad go fishing you know to think and I was like, Hey, Dad, did you always know what you wanted to do when you grew up? Because uh, my dad's a, a customs agent for Homeland Security, so he works at the port of entry. Oh, god! Nice. And um, I said, He said, No, I said, like, Well, why'd you want to be a custom agent? He said, Well, I wanted to be a, a heavy machinery operator, I guess, like driving the bulldozers or whatever. Oh, yeah, but uh, when he was I guess, like, 18 or 19, he was in an accident, and he uh, had his thumb, it was uh, cut off. And he said, they told me I couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh. I was like, okay. So, I guess, rewinding a little bit, when I was a kid, he was a janitor. And I was like, I didn't think much of it, you know. And then uh, he became a security officer. And then that he applied for customs and he you know got that job and uh so i asked him i said you know why do you want to be customs and he's like well you know i took a job as a janitor you know to help support yeah you know i wasn't going to take a handout so i took it to help support y'all y'all didn't have everything but what y'all had was what y'all needed Hmm. i was able to provide for y'all i was like man that's true you know, I didn't realize it. You know, I'm sitting there at the, you know, waiting for a fish to bite, just thinking while he's talking, that's true. You know, we didn't have a lot, but I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I respect that. So he said, so I became a, you know, I had the opportunity to become a security officer uh, for the port of entry. And I was like, well, why'd you do that? You know, why not just go become a custom agent? So well, I felt like it would give me experience, help me get in better. Yeah. So, and I didn't know this, but he told me, you know, after about six years there, I started applying for customs. You know, I got denied three times. And I didn't know that uh, and, uh, until he told me that moment. And he said, finally they took me, you know, they hired me. And he said, uh, when I was in the academy, which was in Georgia, I was on the gun range. And I guess the gun operator, you know, noticed, you know, you have to do, I guess they have to do a drill where they have to shoot with their weekend, hmm. which I guess, his weak hand is his right hand, which is the one with the thumb. Because oh, okay. he's left handed. Yeah. So uh the the Well I don't really know the drill, it wasn't a weekend if I'm thinking about it now, but he said the the gun range instructor noticed that he was missing his thumb, grabbed him, pulled him off, and had him sit down, didn't tell him why. So he's thinking, he's like, Man, what did I do? And then next thing he knows, he's getting sent, I guess, I don't really know what it's called i guess the main office it's kind of like a principal's office i don't know mm. he just said the main office but in my mind i'm visioning like a principal's yeah. office because he's like he's like mr Hogan, we're gonna have to let you go he's like why he said well sir you you know you got that amputee you, you, what happens if you miss uh, handle your firearm and you know you get someone else hurt he said i've had this for years now i've overcome a lot of obstacles you know it's never been an issue why now are you denying me? He said, I can go out there and prove to you that I can do this. And I was like, What, Dad? You told him that? I was going away because, you know, these are, you know, who, who, he's nothing. These are his superiors. You know, who is he to them? Yeah. You know? And they're like, All right, well, we'll give you a chance. And I was like, Wow. You know, he stood up for himself. So I was like, Wow, that's pretty cool. So, but at, the, I guess the moral of the story out of that little part was he never gave up on what he wanted to do because um, he said that you know after he couldn't become a cdl he saw the custom you know jobs and thought yeah. they were cool and wanted to do that so he worked his way from being a janitor to a custom agent which to this day i think is amazing mm-hmm. i'm like wow dad wow. you know uh whenever uh i get down like man i can't do this or you know Ah, uh, they're not gonna hire me. I just look at. I mean, you know, I look back to my dad. And you know what? It's worth trying for. If you get it, you get it. You know, even if if you really want it, just keep trying. Hmm. So when he told me that, he's like, you should you should do it. You know, they got great benefits. Uh, you can early retire, uh, and uh, you know it'll be beneficial for you and your family. So I was like, okay, we we'll give it a shot. And, uh, I guess I know, I haven't touched on this, but, you know, throughout high school, I guess I got into, into drugs, you know, I smoked a lot of marijuana and, uh, when I had my son, I cleaned up, right. So I was like, you know what, if I can't do it, might as well catch it. You know, I guess cause the, the, the drug environment always, I guess caught my attention It entertained me for some oh, reason. Yeah. yeah. You know? So I was like, if I can't do that, I'm going to catch it. So I was like, what better way than, you know, a custom agent, you know, mm-hmm. bringing it across and you get big loads. That's an excitement right there. Oh, yeah. You know? And, uh, so I started looking at the, you know, the majors and I was like, well, criminal justice should help me get in. Mm. Right. So I went and, uh, I did my college, uh, there in Alpine, Texas at Sol Ross State University. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and it was, I mean, it was an okay college. Uh, I remember having one class called criminology. And the main thing that I took from it was the, you know, the study of, you know, how criminals become criminals. Because not everybody is, just wakes up and I'm going to go be a criminal, you know. It's its a social norm to them, meaning, you know, they, they grew up in a poverty area, hmm. you know. It kind of touches back on the, the Chicano thing where we have to have machismo, you know. So you have a kid that's in a poverty area who has uncle, you know, selling drugs, breaking into cars, has brother, you know, that's in a gang, you know, doing the same thing. Dad has been in that gang since who knows when, since he was a kid. So, it's, you You only get what I'm saying. It's a whole family yeah. of, you know, this is poverty. This is what we have to do to survive. So, they think that's the normal. So, when mm-hmm. they grow up, they start doing that because it's normal to them. They don't know it's bad. So, that, that was one thing that I thought was cool, you know. Uh, that's pretty about much the only thing I took from college was that the only way to change a person uh, is to be able to lending a helping hand, to be able to say, hey man, you don't have to choose this route. There's better ways, you know. You can go out and get a job, it may not be the best paying job, but at least you're making an honest money. At least you don't gotta worry about someone, you know, coming after you. You can go home every day. You gotta worry about laws or a rival person wanting to come and take what what they should be earning you know, it, it's honest pay that's all they need it's that one person so throughout my college time I was a I was a jailer there in Alpine and uh, it was weird because when I you know I never been inside a jail other than that one time which I didn't really see a whole lot of that jail yeah uh, and uh, it was it was an interesting thing because in that in that jail they would house state uh i guess you know state uh convictions or you know penalties whatever and federal so they'd house a lot of illegal aliens mm. so um my girlfriend asked me she's like how do you know spanish i was like because my parents didn't really speak spanish growing up in the house so i really i rarely knew spanish you know until i started working at that job and uh, it was an interesting thing to see because I'm new the jailers that have been there before me are like man you gotta act tough you can't let them see you that you're scared so you gotta be mean so I did that man it was like one of the most confrontational times oh, dude. ever and then I would see people come in to jail and I, was, I did a little bit of everything man it was a small jail so we'd you know, I would, I would do booking. Uh, I would do dispatching. You know, I would do cell checks where, you know, you go and, you know, check on inmates, see what they need, you know, feed them, get them, whatever, right? And uh, a lot of these people were good people.
1: Yeah, oh, that, definitely.
0: That just got caught up in a moment. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, uh, you don't got to be, you know, you don't got to be mean to them. Mm-mm. They're human. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I started, you know, showing respect, and they gave me it back.
1: Yeah, man. I used to be a, a CO mm-hmm. um, in La Mesa, at the maximum security prison over there, and that I was just like you at first. Mm-hmm. You had to kind of be tough, supposedly, but dude, the more I got to know the inmates, mm-hmm. and the more I respected them, it was just like, man, they're just there to do their time. Yeah, like they're not they're not that they're to mess with me. Mm-hmm. You know they're not gonna do anything to me. You know they're just there. Hey, I'm just here to do my time, and I'm and I'm here to go. You know, and mm-hmm. and dude, once I figured that out, it was just like, dude, got along with all any of them. You know, none of yeah. them would give ever give me problems there.
0: Yeah.
1: And it was just, and some of them, you know, you can just see change. Yeah. Day by day, the change in them was like, man, it's awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There was a few times where, uh, you know, they'd bring someone riled up because they were upset they got arrested for whatever reason. And you got these other, you know, CEOs trying to, you know, be mean to him. And mm-hmm. I'm like, look, guys, get out of here. I'm like, look, man, I didn't bring you here. You know, your anger is not with me. Yeah. You know, I'm going to treat you fair and respectfully. All I ask is you do the same to me. So let's just, you know, just comply with me, man. Mm-hmm. And it'll go smoother. Yeah. I mean, because... And all honesty, man, I don't want to be mean to you. Yeah. But if you need, if I need to, you know, then I'll have to. And they're like, really? And well, I mean, I had one guy who was like, wow, I can respect that. And he sat down, quiet, never gave another issue. I was like, man. So a lot of times I was the problem solver. You know, they called me and I'm like, man, okay, here we go. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. So I'm like, what's going on, man? Okay, you know, a lot of people just want to, they just want to talk. Yeah, yeah. They just want to voice their opinion, mm-hmm. you know, listen to them. Yeah. That's all you got to do. So, uh, it's funny because you you know, you want to touch about, you know, why I became a cop. Uh, you know, throughout that time where I was going to school, uh, I finished my college, so I applied for customs. Uh, you know, me and my friends, you know, it was like four guys. You know, some of my closest friends that I grew up with, you know, we were going we applied. We did all the tests. Man, there's numerous tests to become a federal employee. It is, str- man, it's super strict. And- it's super strict. Just the the pre screening application took me like three days to fill out. Oh wow! There was just so many questions, and so anyways, <laughs> man, I did all that. I passed it all. I went and did a polygraph, and I, you know, I passed it. So I'm, I'm like come home I, I tell my my wife at the moment because uh, i'm divorced i tell her, man we got i got this i got this i got the job you know i passed that's all i needed you know i get a month uh, later uh, in the you know a month later i get a letter in the mail saying they denied me hmm. for the answers i gave i was like what the answers i gave they're trying to say that i was a uh, uh, cartel related affiliated because of an answer I gave them they asked me why I wanted to be you know a custom agent I told them you know growing up I had a lot of friends that turned to drugs they turned to that uh, Nautical Life where they were selling drugs and bringing it across the, the border and you know uh, I guess taking it to wherever they took it I don't know Yeah. you know I, I told them they were good people but that wasn't the life for me and I distanced myself from it you know I had a few die so if I can help change that help put a dent whether if it's small or big then that's what I want to do Hmm. and that answer was the one that made them think that I was affiliated so I was like all right, man so I tried again I was like you know what my dad never gave up so I kept trying again I sent them letters appealing it they all got denied so I was like man okay whatever what can you do Mm -hmm. so I had been working as a jailer for about uh you know, six years, I had my second son, you know, money's getting tired. I was like, you know what? I got to do something that's going to help benefit. You know, it's going to be a little bit more beneficial. So I was like, there I saw Ross, they were doing, um, you know, get your peace officer certification, uh, or license. So I was like, oh, I'll do it. You know, I'll do it for the time being because yeah. growing up, I never wanted to be a cop. I hated cops. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was like the last thing on my mind. My dad was like, why don't you be a cop? You know, before I was going to, I was like, nah. I was like they don't get paid a lot, and nah, I don't like cops. They're all mean. They're mm. they're they're a holes. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, you know, I was working at the jail. I got to know some of them. There was one that was I liked a lot. You know, he actually he was real uh, good with the law, and he was real fair with people. Mm. Yeah. So I respected that, and I was like, you know what? Nah, let's go try it out. You know, I got it. I started doing it, and uh, I liked it. I liked it. And it blew my mind how much I liked it. Uh, so I worked there in Brewster County for for about a year. And uh, I have a friend that lives here. He went. He worked with me there at the jail, and you know I showed him the ropes. I showed him. Uh, I guess I trained him, and he really liked me as mm-hmm. a person. Uh, and I guess this is the reason why I asked why you why you wanted to do the podcast with me, because uh, for some reason people tend to gravitate towards me oh yeah i can you know I can and that, that. i've never known why i'm just i'm just a normal person
1: i think it's because you're just so uh you're likable um not only that but you're open to just listen uh-huh. and talk you know you go to the, i mean you go to you go to the gym and you, and you see people with headphones and uh-huh. this and that and a lot of times you go and talk to them it's just they may give you like a one-word answer and that's it. Mm-hmm. But with you, it was like, "No, let's talk." You know, and it was more of just the conversation. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why I don't know. I mean, that's kind of
0: what I see with the new. So, but, but yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah it's funny because I remember seeing you at the gym and I was like, "Did I give that guy a ticket?" Because I, <laughs> I I felt like you were a mad dog and I was like, "Man, I was like, oh well." Oh, <laughs> so that's what I I, I remember if I asked, I asked you if I said I, I can't. I think I asked you like, "Hey." You know, do I know you or where have where have I seen you? Yeah, yeah, you did. Like I felt like I gave him a ticket because there was like another guy that, man, I gave him a ticket. He ran like three stop signs and he was so mad. He was Mm. like, I didn't run no stop signs. Like, well, (laughs) I mean, this is you're not you know you're not convicted right now or this is not a guilty plea. Just saying, you want to, you know, you're gonna go talk to the judge and if you feel you did not do that, then you know, fight the ticket. More than that, you're right. Do it, man. I don't care you know I'm all for you you know using your rights that's what they're there for but uh, you know he was really upset so I I was like it was dark I really I mean you kind of looked like him and I was just like uh... I was like no I remember he asked me about doing the uh, what was it cops uh... yeah cops and robbers I remember that yeah Yeah, and I was like I was like no they can't be the same guy (laughs) so so I was like I'm just gonna say something to you and then you know we ended up talking and um, yeah we I mean I can talk if you want to talk you know oh yeah but but yeah so uh you know he had left from alpine and came over here because he was having a a baby he Mm. you know he was we were there one time you know doing a shift uh and he said joey what would you do man Uh, you know i'm about to have a baby and i was like uh i'll just say his name his name is caleb i'm pretty sure just about everybody in seminal knows oh caleb um
1: lambert lambert Yeah, yeah i know
0: caleb i said caleb man uh in all honesty, dude, I would go be with your be with your girl, man. You're having a baby. This is a big thing in your life. Go be with her, you mm-hmm. know. Um, don't worry about this job, man. Go get a job over there, but be with your be with your baby, man. Be with it, cause it's the best thing in the in the world. You're yeah. gonna love it. And sure enough, you know, within about a week, he put his two weeks in. And I was just like, well, I hope he go. I hope he's happy, you know. I hope he goes and be with her. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, I kept in contact with him, and he was like, hey, we're hiring over here. So I was like, all right, sure, why not? So I got it, and uh, it was, you know, I applied for the job, and it was it was really, uh, I guess, different from being a deputy to a, a police officer. It was really, uh, I guess it was cool. I learned a lot, hmm. I guess, because... Uh, the way that they trained me there it was it was pretty pretty horrible. I, I wasn't I didn't like it at all. They, and and Brewster, that is, you know, they gave me about a week of week to two weeks of training and they said, You got this Man, I was fresh out the academy. I was I was not certain of some of the stuff that I had to do and it was like you're the only deputy on for one shift. For the whole night, you know, at least here we, we, you know, we could call, hey man, I got this going on. Yeah. Yeah. And man, if you called somebody over there and woke them up, oh man, you'd be hearing about it the next day. Dang it. You know? So I was like, that's, man, it shouldn't be that way. You should be willing to teach me. You know, I want to learn, you know, I want to learn. But if you're going to be that way, you scare off so many people from learning and then they end up being, you know, bad cops because they think they're doing right, but they're not, you know, gotcha. So I mean I knew stuff over there. A lot of the stuff that they did was uh, it was it was. Uh, so I guess Alpine is about an hour and a half from from the border. Mm. And there's a lot of terrain where you know illegal backpackers would come. And when I mean they'd have about 50 pound bear uh, backpacks of marijuana to the back, and they're walking. Mm. And those guys were I gave it to them, man, because. That's some crazy terrain. It's rough. There's mountains, uh, mountain lines. There's bears. Oh, yeah. Uh, you name it, man. And they're walking on like shoes with holes in the sole. And I'm like, golly, dude. I mean, you're doing a crime, but I give it <laughs> to you, man. I would not be able to do that. Yeah. Because there were some few times where we uh, apprehended some and, you know, we're out in the middle of the mountain and we have to carry those 50-pound bags all the way back to the truck. And, man, it was like, it took about 30 <laughs> minutes, but it felt a lifetime. And I was yeah. like, man, y'all walked... For three days with that, oh my Lee. wow, mm. crazy, mm-hmm. but so you know that was a lot of the aspect that I liked. I liked being able to to do that because it was it was sort of something like with the customs. Mm. So I guess that's where where my love affection for being able to find uh, narcotics, yeah, you know, started growing. Gotcha. You know, so I came over here, and they'd get excited for like. You know, I guess like a little, you know, ball of marijuana. I'm like, man, that's nothing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, I, you know, I had times where I, we've gotten like 500 pounds. You know. Dang. but uh, It was not just me; group effort. Mm-hmm. It was a group effort. Yeah. But uh, so they you know, I learned a lot in how to do policing here. I learned a lot, but at the same time. There were some, you know, there's some officers that are mean, mm. you know. Yeah. And I, I think back to this one time. I had a sergeant at the time. He's no longer here. You know, I had just started, and I stopped and helped the guy because his tire fell off his car. Uh, and apparently this guy had always been in trouble or, you know, given trouble, and was was always, you know, I, mean, I guess, bruised with the cops. I was like, hey, man, you good? You need any help? And he was like, yeah, uh, I got a record coming already. I was like, oh, Okay. And, uh, I ended up running, you know, his license uh, and he had some warrants. So I was like, Hey man, you got some warrants. Do you want to just pay them out? And so as soon as they had warrants and well, they knew, you know, who he was, cause they'd been here for a while. So they showed up and they were just standing there kind of in amazement of how this guy was acting with me. Hmm. And, uh so anyways, I'm like, he was like, man, I got the money at the house like all right well you know let's get your car taken care of man we'll go to your house so we go to the house and um i was there for at least about 30 30 minutes and i'm like man you like i'm in some stranger's house i don't know what's going on but it's like he's like man i guess i don't have the money i'm sorry so I'll, i'll just go to jail it's like okay so i put him in handcuffs and i took him to the jail when i get back to the office they're like joey you know who that was I'm like no well, I don't remember his name but they're like man he was pretty wild and I was blown away by the way he was acting with you and I was like well I mean I just show everybody respect I don't do nothing special yeah you know I know uh, so they're like well they were I guess they were impressed cause it's like I told you man you know me as an officer I I give everybody respect mm-hmm. you know because it's, you know, like I told you, you know, growing up, I hated cops. They were mean. You know, I don't want people to hate us. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and this goes back, you know, uh, to when I was going to the academy. At that time, uh, I forgot exactly where it was. I think like Baltimore, you know, like what's going on today, the, the riots, you know, because there was a, a killing of, a, of, of, a, of an African male. And, you know, I can't remember if it was a justified killing or not at that time, but I just remember how much hate was coming to officers. Oh, yeah, man. You know? Yeah. And they told us, that was like the first time, they said, you know, cadets, this is, uh, it's going to be a rough time in policing from here on out. Mm-hmm. You're really going to have to watch what you're doing. And I was like, okay. I was like, well... Let's not have to watch what we're doing. Let's start showing that people can trust in us again. Yeah. You know, let's build that trust up because that's what we're here for. And that was another thing that I learned in criminology. You know, you got the people in poverty, they they don't trust law enforcement. And why is that? Because of, you know, they've been dealt a bad hand where Mm -hmm. there's mean cops. They feel like their justice wasn't served. So they don't trust us. You know when I show up on the scene, I want you whoever they are, you know, it doesn't matter their race, I'm here to help you as a human being. You know, I want them to feel that they could trust me enough to tell me, Hey, this is what's going on. Yeah. You know, if I can help you, then I'm gonna help you. And if I can't, then I'm gonna find out how to help you. You know, that's that was always my way of 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 doing my job. So, you know, they you know, they always ask me, you know, when I applied here, they asked me what was my reason to want to be a cop. And I told them to help others. I want to be able to to touch one person. If I could touch one person and they end up changing their life, you know, then I'm doing my job. You know, they don't have to tell me. No. You know, but if they're able to change their life around because of an action that I did, then that, that's that's the job well done. And I don't need to be told. I just want them to be able to change at some point in time, Mm -hmm. you know. It doesn't have to be right away. You know, I understand everybody makes mistakes. We're all human beings. But, you know, if they can use something that, you know, I was able to, you know, I guess, preach to them, then I'm doing my job. Yeah. You know. So, I guess the, the chief, he was always telling me, you know, he was really proud of me the way. Uh, people gave feedback towards me, you know, there was a lot of times, uh, we hired a few people, man, they were straight rude. Mm. There were these young guys straight out of the academy They're, the academy, you know, what are you taught? You gotta be mean or else you're not gonna control the scene. And I, you know, I pull them aside. I'm like, look, man, we don't got to do it this way. No. You know, be fair, be, be patient, you know? But if you notice, and I'm not saying, you know, be at, be on guard. You know, always be aware of your surroundings, but be fair and be patient. Understand that they're going through something. And I'll say, like, look at it this way, man. Imagine you go out of town. Something happens, and you need the cops. They show up, and they're straight jerks to you. They don't even care who you are, care what's going on. They just want to get the report in and get out of there. How would you feel? You'd be upset, man. You'd, no, you'd man. be like, man... You know, you, you, you know, I don't know if we can curse, but, you know, you'd like be like, man, F these cops. They're worthless. You don't want, I said, this is a community you serve. Mm-hmm. This is a community you live in. You want people to not be saying that about you. No. Yeah. You know, so I was like, you know, you got to change it, bud. You got to change it. Some did, some didn't, you know. And I was like, I can only help you so much. The rest is on my sergeant. Mm-hmm. But, you know, one of those guys aren't here no more, so that's good uh yeah. but you know um I'll, sorry to
1: stop you there but um okay you, you you moved here were you and your wife still together then or did oh, you were you had divorce before you <laughs> moved here or, yeah
0: I, no we we divorced uh back in 2014 oh okay yeah uh, so i got married like when i was 19 i, was, yeah. I think i was mm. 24 when i got divorced and uh let me talk man that was that was a rough time Hmm. uh You know, I was, like, straight out of college. You know, I thought things were going good.
1: Yeah, because I remember you saying, because you had another son. Yeah. Two, that's right.
0: Yeah, so I actually got three boys. So, you know, I had my third child, and, you know, while she was pregnant, she left me for uh, another guy and that tore my world up. Mm. I was like, man, I thought we were doing good. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, I was in a, a pretty pretty dark dark uh, hole I had my oldest son living with me and my dad told me you gotta pull it together you got little eyes on you hmm. and I was like yeah my son's watching me you know he's seeing me cry you know he's seeing me at my worst I'm like man you know cause it was like for a month I was just man it was rough I started and you know, I started drinking again and uh, you know, it was just I didn't care about nothing. Yeah, you know it was, whatever. I was like, man, the worst has happened to me already. What, what, what more can happen to me? Yeah. I was numb, mm. in a sense. And uh, my dad came and visited me because I was living in Alpine. And he told me that, you know, he said he wanted to come and check up on me. He said, you know, you got to pull it together. You know, don't do this, don't act this way in front of your son. Yeah. So, I was like, yeah. you know, I was like, yeah, he's right. I gotta, I gotta pull it together. So, you know, my son was just like whenever, you know, he was first born, you know, changed my life again. You know, he helped me, um, I guess, get stronger. Mm. I was like, he shouldn't have to see me, you know. You know, if she doesn't want to be in our life, then she doesn't want to be in our life, you know. So, I would, you know, I was like, he needs to know he can count on me. So that was, you know, stuff I, I tried teaching him. Um, I met the girlfriend that I am with right now. And, uh, she was, she was, like, amazing. She had no hate. Um, and what I mean by that is, like, she hated nobody. She was, she was, like, kind to everyone. I had never seen that in a person, and it blew my mind. And, uh, I guess because, I don't know, me and my ex-wife, you know, we got along, at the point when I was doing bad, and uh, I guess you know, she grew up from a bad family too. So, you know, it was normal to her. And then I started trying to change my life around. And, you know, she had one aunt where, you know, they were selling drugs. And I'm like, yo, we can't be around that. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to make a career in my life. And it was always a constant argument with that. Mm. You know, I'm like, look, I'm not trying to say, you know, I mean, stay away from your family, but I'm like, if you know they got drugs with them when they're going somewhere in the car, you know, don't don't go with them, yeah, because you know? because oh, yeah. they can turn it around and put it on you. Because I mean, they were that type. Mm. So, Dang it, it was it was one of those things where she felt that I was trying to keep her from her family, and it was I was like, no, I just want the best for my family. I want the best for you, you know, but it was it was it just turned into it just tore us apart Hmm. so I was like I guess you know two people from different universes can't can't build uh, I guess a relationship I mean they can maybe I don't know how perfect it is but uh, you know it tore us apart and uh, so I met you know I met my girlfriend right now Masinda and uh, you know she was so kind she was loving and you meet her In in, In Alpine. Alpine. Yeah, I met her in Alpine. And I just remember thinking, you know, I was in this dark hole, didn't care about nobody. You know, she came in, and I felt like a light was, you know, starting to shine. I was like, I want to be like you. I want to be more open. I want to be more kind. You know, like you hate nobody. Like, how is that? Why? And she's like, what's the point of hating people? You're wasting your energy you know mm. on someone that that doesn't deserve that yeah and i was like yeah that's true so and uh <laughs> it's funny because my my ex-wife's father also told me one time uh, i guess because he got sent to prison he and i saw him when he got out and i was like man how was it you know he's like man there's always people in there you know trying to start stuff but um the moment you let someone else's words get to you they've won they have control of you mm I was like, what? I was blown away because he hadn't, I mean, we didn't have a good relationship. And I was kind of like, wow, that was like the smartest thing I've ever heard you say. And I was just like, yeah, that is true. So I still use that as a principle today, like even in in, uh, uh, policing. I'm like, because I guess, well, I don't want to go off traffic, man. I I start one thing, I go, I bounce around.
1: (laughs) No, no, you're good, man. And I I know I'm, I kind of, Took it back a little bit, but it just—I was like, man, I know he said that they, they were divorced, so I was yeah. like, ah, well, let me stop him there real quick and just go
0: back here. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, we got uh, together, and uh, it was like late 2014. We've been together for about six years, and she, uh, she was really, really helpful to me. She was, you know, there was times because my, you know, I told you I had uh, one son another son with my ex-wife and went on the way you know and it was hard for me because my children are my everything Yeah, you know they're my pride and joy and it was hard you know and uh, as we were staying I mean as we were dating my oldest son wanted to be with his mom so I was like man if you want to be with her that's fine I I'm not going to keep you from uh, you know being happy Yeah. so I let him be with her and you know that was hard on me and you know she was always there supporting me So I was like, man, this is such, she's amazing, man. She's so kind and stuff. So I I was like, I want to be like you, you know. So I started like just, you know, being kind to everybody. Uh, uh, My grandfather, as a kid, I always, I never knew why he told me this. I always thought it was just drunk talk because my grandpa liked to drink a lot. He'd always tell me, Joey, because he'd always come up to me when he was drunk. He's like, Joey, you be good to everybody and everybody will love you. I'm like, yeah, okay, Grandpa. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I'll dig back to today, you know, I'm like, it's true, you know, if you're kind to everyone, you know, it's hard for someone to hate you. They may hate because you're so kind, but, you know, that's their own issue, you know, they Mm -hmm. got something internal that that they got to fix. So, you know, throughout that time when I was, you know, we started first dating, I started looking back on my life, looking back on the type of person I was, and You know, I was in that dark hole and I feel like, uh, you know, if I hadn't gotten to that point in my life, I wouldn't have been able to come out like a new man. You know, you gotta, you gotta look at yourself like when you're at your weakest, see what got you there and then, and then build yourself back up. You know, was this a problem? All right, I'm going to fix myself. I'm not... You gotta fix yourself 'cause you want to, I guess, for it mm. to work, you know. So, you know, I, I made a lot of changes. I started just being more understanding and and listening to people, and I feel, you know, I've, I feel better from it, mm. you know. And uh, I was I was asking uh, Masinda yesterday. I was like, "Am I still the man that you fell in love with when you first met me?" And she stayed quiet. I was like, "Well, I guess I know my answer." <laughs> And she's like, why are you asking me this? And I was like, I was just thinking, you know, because when I'm in the gym, that's all I do. If I got my headphones on, it's not because I'm trying to ignore you. You know, I'm I'm just thinking. Yeah. You know, I was like, well, let me tell you, you know, when we first met, I was in, you know, one of the darkest places in my life. And you're here's this person that's so kind, has no hate for no one when she could easily hate someone. But you don't because that's just who you are. And I loved it. It was a beautiful thing. And and you changed me, you changed me for the better. And if you ever feel like you're losing that person, you should let me know, because I want you to still love me for who I was uh, when we met. And well, she, she gets emotional, all stuff. She started crying. And it's like I just, you know, I just, it's, it's, it's hard. You know, you're with someone for so long, you just go through the daily routines. You, you gotta remember to touch back upon the things that you know made y'all fall in love with i guess you could mm. say you know yeah everyday life just you know takes its course and sometimes you don't notice it but mm-hmm. i don't know uh i was just in the gym just wondering i was like man does she still still does she still feel the same way no so i was like i'm just gonna ask her <laughs> so i texted her and uh she didn't uh, reply so i was like oh that's not good <laughs> <laughs> so i went back so i was like so do you have an answer <laughs> And that's what she, she was like, why are you asking me this? Why are you being weird? And I was like, oh, what? I'm not being weird. It's just, I'm communicating, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes we forget to communicate. We've mm-hmm. we got to communicate. But, uh. How long have you been together? Uh, man, don't put me on the spot. Because I know she's going <laughs> to watch this later. Uh, six, six and a half years. Oh, yeah. Nice. Wow. Yeah, since 2014 is, two, yeah, Six years. Six years. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, pretty much should be married by now, but uh, maybe soon, maybe later, huh? Yeah, maybe later. I mean, I'm, it's in the future. That's good. Yeah, but uh, I mean, that's she changed me for a better person.
1: No, yeah. man, heck yeah, man, that's good. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, so you know, her don't let someone, you know, don't waste your energy on somebody that doesn't, you know, you don't. They don't need it. And my ex-father-in-law saying, the moment that someone, you know, takes control of your emotions, they've won, has, has helped me a lot in policing because a lot of people, whether they receive a ticket or not, they, they don't like being pulled over. Yeah. Regardless if they were, you know, in the wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, the minute that you pull up, it's, what would you pull me over for? You know, just just instant defensiveness. Yeah. I'm like, hang on. Let me explain to you, and you know, I explain to them, and then we go about our days. You know, yeah. some people still are upset for this from that day. Where you know, I don't give a lot of tickets. I give a you know a lot of warnings. I'm like, hey man, just let's just slow it down. You know, we got kids out here. Mm-hmm. You know, you wouldn't want your kid out here while you're driving while well, someone else is driving around like that, would you? And they're like, hell yeah, true. So that's a lot of stuff that I would do is just try and explain things. You know, going from
1: from catching, you know, you were saying, like, all this narcotics from over there. Uh-huh. You know, that exciting you to come in here. Uh-huh. Like, why that big of a change? Like, if you were so, you know, having that over there, like, why come over here? To where there's, like, I'm not saying there's nothing, but, you know. Oh, you'd be surprised,
0: man. Yeah.
1: Like I know, I know there's stuff that goes on here, but yeah. I'm pretty sure there's a lot more that goes on over there.
0: Um, just the atmosphere in that place was the community, I guess, and well, the the well, office you, that I yeah, worked for. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, it was a pretty pretty toxic. Mm. Um, it was a uh, man. It was a lot of trash talking. A lot of it was just toxic, you know. Was, gotcha. I don't know. It was... Something that I re- I didn't notice, I guess, because you know, you got the jail and you got the deputies, it's different worlds. We're, we're together as one, but you know, we're here, we're there. You know, you know if you do something, they're just there, just trash talking you, like, oh, you should have done this, you know, like, oh, who cares, mess them up, you know, or like, no, yeah, no, no. yeah, no. So, anyways, so you know, they he offered, you know, he told me about it, he said it's a good place, everybody's. You know, it's good morale. We all get along. It was like, so you've enjoyed it here yeah. so far. Let I me, mean, um, and I know I told you we were going to talk about
1: this too. A question: um, mm-hmm. that the uh, the George uh, George, Floyd George Floyd incident, like you being an officer, what is your view? I don't know if
0: you've seen the video or not. I, I man, I cannot watch it. It, it I, doesn't. I saw the video, and it was it was one several several questions in my head but two it was very upsetting now yeah. as a as an officer point of view as why his knee was placed in that spot you know that is day one defensive tax never cut off circulation never mm-hmm. you're in the wrong the minute you do it yeah you're it's, it's illegal even as for us if we do that it's, it's wrong we should never do it you know so i saw a glimpse of it and i was like what the hell is he doing Mm -hmm. what is he doing why does he have his knee there and um i saw another angle and i saw that there was already two officers on him and i see this other guy just standing there yeah and i'm like what are you doing you know tell him hey man get off his neck Mm. you know they got this under control or move your knee move it dude you're you're cutting off his circulation so for the officer that didn't that i mean clear as day i'm pretty sure he saw it yeah oh yeah if he did not do anything he is just as a at fault for it Mm Mm-hmm. um he, man it 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 makes me mad yeah it makes me mad no i feel you You know? know um there was no need for it and I today I heard he was a nineteen year veteran, Mm. and I'm thinking a nineteen year old veteran. Can you only imagine the stuff that he did and got away with? Oh yeah. Because clear as day, he was comfortable putting his knee there, knowing that several are being are recording him, and you know he was comfortable enough to do it. I'm pretty sure he knew he was wrong. No yeah. You know, so it's just like. Why didn't one of those officers say, "Hey man, stop." No. Stop. You know, if I was if I was there, that's what I would do. Men mm-hmm. stop, look, dude. They got this under control. They got this, you know. Let's 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 try and control the crowd, you know, and then i go back like, "Dude, what were you thinking, man?" No. Why would you put your knee there? And you know cuz if if you see it, it just as a spot for. Mhm. But at the same time, It's kind of hard to say this, but as a bystander, if you see someone's life is at jeopardy, you have a right to be able to defend them. I don't know how it is in Minneapolis, but if I I, I, got to look it back up. But in Texas, uh, there is something that you can defend, you know, Mm. if you feel that that person is being, you know, unfairly treated i guess uh, uh excessive force that's what it's called is it's excessive force you know that officer was excessive in the amount of force yeah. that he was applying you know because we're taught you know you apply force with the amount of force it's given so if you know if they're not hitting you you don't hit them yeah if you hit them and they never hit you oh boy you're you're yeah you're you know you're in the wrong you yeah. know and <laughs> it, it goes i, I want to bring up uh You know, a situation that I was in here, um, I think it was like back in January, uh, I was about mid-shift. I went to stop a car and they ended up, you know, fleeing. Mm. And we get on uh, Denver City Highway and we're going and about uh, halfway to Denver City, I hear a loud pop. And in my mind, it doesn't register that they're shooting at me so I was like man cars backfiring (laughs) and then next thing I know I see a bunch of glass just hitting my windshield I'm like oh man they're shooting at me Mm. and I hear it again pop 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 so I couldn't see who was in there I could not see uh, a body I couldn't see where they're shooting from and you see a lot of videos where you know or you hear about it in the news you know Mother flees from cops while baby's in her lap oh, yeah. or you know they're they're running from the cops and they got a freaking toddler in mm-hmm. the back seat yeah you never know and uh anyways you know I had my gun out I was I had it you know at a low ready because I kept seeing him like wanting to pull off of the road I was like man um, yeah. you know, he's gonna stop he's gonna get on he's gonna start shooting at me so in my mind. I, the one thing that comes to my mind is like I just had my daughter so I've only had her for about a year in my life you know I'm gonna go home to her tonight and uh, if I mean I never would want to have to take a life yeah but if I it was in a situation where they're firing upon me then yeah. I mean I have to you know um, I'm in fear for my life you know I wanna go home mm-hmm. at the end of the day that's what it is about you wanna go home so anyways, I had it ready in case, you know, I had it already planned out, uh, well, not planned out, but I had a vision, you know, cause we do these trainings, you know, this is what happens, this is how you react. So I was ready, you know, and, uh, he never did. So we get near Denver city. So I back off, you know, I never, once I started seeing the shooting, uh, I, you know, I gave myself a good distance, you know, and, uh he ends up getting into denver city his tires are spiked he keeps going and we get into the residential i looked around this residential i was like man this is the last thing i want it's for him to shoot an innocent bystander oh yeah so i'm like right behind him and next thing i know i see like you know there's quite a few people outside for the time of day it was i was surprised and a lot of cars and i hear eight shots go off pop like one after another so i'm like man this guy's being careless I just hit the brakes, gave him distance because I didn't want someone else getting shot. You know. And uh we ended up losing him. Mm. And uh my you know, my girlfriend, she was like, Man, you should read the comments that everybody's saying uh about the situation. And I got I got some it's it's a two sided story, you know. The officers they were like, Man, Joey, you you reacted good. You, they are like, why didn't you shoot? That was the first question. I said, I don't know who's in that car with him. Hmm. I don't know if there's a kid. If I shoot and I kill that kid, I'm at fault for that. Every bullet that leaves that gun, I'm at fault for. If I hit an innocent bystander, I'm at fault. Yeah. If I cannot see who I'm shooting at, and I don't know, you know, because you're going to be aiming blank. You don't know where they're at. You know, I'm not going to shoot. I'm not going to take that chance. I'm not going to risk taking someone's life that doesn't need to be taken." And they're like, you thought about that? And I was like, yes, I thought about that. Within a second, I thought about that. They're like, well, that was good thinking. And then I hear that they're talking trash about me later. They're like, man, he oh, should have shot. And I'm like, man, So like, no, I can go home and sleep at night knowing that I'm comfortable with the decision that I made. You know, in the comments, it's whatever yeah you know they weren't in that situation yeah and
1: see and I think that's where where people are they're like oh if they they say stuff until they're actually put in that Mm -hmm. situation and then from there it's like okay well are you gonna do what you said are you gonna do or are you just
0: are you gonna you know back out but Mm -hmm. and it's just it all comes down to the situation yeah but like you were saying there's not a lot of stuff that goes on here um that's what I thought when I moved here. I thought, man, it's a little town. Turns out that that guy stole that car, and um... one of them was wanted by the U.S. Marshals for several oh. other different charges and oh, yeah. other charges out of Hobbs. About a week, or to about a, three weeks later in Hobbs, you know, he's got a bulletproof vest on, has a new gun, and he was about to do a home invasion. So. Mm-hmm there's a lot of stuff that happens here yeah you know so i felt you know it was a risky situation but at least i was on to knowing that hey i almost got this guy that's a bad guy off the streets you know but but yeah you know a lot of officers just are like you gotta be rough when in reality those officers shouldn't be officers Mm mm-hmm because that 19 year old or 18 year old veteran that had his knee on on a, uh they called him big floyd yeah yeah uh, his neck shouldn't have been a
1: cop yeah and see it's stuff like that man that that makes every other cop just look bad yeah and it, it puts a bad name you know just to a police officer and not all and just you know, like you like, not all of them are bad. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's what that's what sucks, man. It's is that one bad cop ruins everything, in which yeah. there are many.
0: But there are many, yeah, there are. And I wish that they were not. You know, but there's. It's. I guess it's like evil and good. There's more good than evil. Yeah. But what do you what? What is going to be portrayed more, the evil? You know. You know, the media is there to, for inter- entertainment, you know, mm-hmm. so they're going to speculate. Nobody wants to hear about good stuff. Yeah. You know, they want to yeah. hear about the bad stuff, you know. So, that's what gets portrayed more. And, unfortunately, as as a law enforcement community, we end up getting the burden for all the, the cops mm-hmm. that are out there, you know, trying to do the job right. Yeah. Trying to do their job with dignity, fairness, and, you know, the right way. Yeah. You know.
1: But I feel like he... You doing what you're doing, you know, you keep respecting, you keep just being you, you know, being you as an officer. Mm -hmm. I feel like that right there may start a small change, but grow, Mm -hmm. you know, grow in time and and people will see that. So, no, you keep it up, bro. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you. (laughs) I had a guy that uh, he, he came and he just wanted to give everybody tickets. I was like, look, man, you don't know what kind of day these guys are going through. Mm. You know you don't have to give every person you stop a ticket, man you know sometimes they'll feel wow, you gave me a warning and you'll see the change on them. Some oh, people yeah. don't some people don't but who cares? you know at least you made someone else's day better yeah, you know and I always I mean i I go back to it over and over you know I treat people the way I would want to be treated mm. you know I treat them with fairness. Inequality just because I'm a cop, I'm no, I'm not above the law, not, not whatsoever, you know. Uh, So I tell people, you know, I told that cop, you know, I was like, hey man, if, if you're gonna stop someone for some type of violation that you do as you're driving while on duty, don't stop them. And I sure, I sure Hmm. hope I don't see you doing that same violation and then stopping them for the same violation, man, because you're gonna hear it from me. And, uh, man in one ear and went out the other you know so Mm -hmm. I'm like man he laughed I was like yeah I'm glad we got rid of that problem (laughs) (laughs) but yeah um, I just try and be be fair with everybody you know if Mm. I'm if I'm gonna stop you then guess what you know I'm not gonna be on job doing that same mistake if I you know if I'm doing that mistake I'm not gonna stop you man cause Mm. I'm gonna be fair with you yeah you know so, if I stop you, it's because, well, I wouldn't be doing that, you know? And that's, that's just how I've always felt, Yeah. you know? Heck, yeah. We're not above the law. You know, I've had a lot of people, when they I take them to jail, they're upset. They're like, man, how come y'all cops never stop at stop signs? I'm like, man, that's not me, dude. I stop at stop signs. I put my signal. You're not going to see me doing that. And if I do do that, I'm not going to stop you for it, bud, okay? <laughs> and he was like oh oh I'm all right." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and uh, you know it's, it's back to how I told you if I can change one person's um, life I you know there was this instance where I arrested this guy in a, on a drug offense and I guess you know he couldn't bond out so he became a, a trustee there in the jail and you know I went to get a car wash and I said hey man how you doing and he said how you doing Mr. Hogan and I was like oh I'm good man how you you holding up good yeah, I'm holding up good. I wanted to tell you thank you. I was like, for what? I thought he was joking. Because, man, every time I, I, you know, I've had to deal with him, he's just running his mouth. And he's like, I want to say thank you. I was, you know, I always round my mouth around you. You kept your composure. You were very respectful. And, uh, you know, if you hadn't arrested me that day, I probably would have been in a bigger hole than I am right now. You know, I was pretty bad on that drugs, and you helped me clean up. hmm I was like, man, really? I was, are you for, I was like, are you being for reals? He's like, yeah, I mean it. I was like, wow. Well, I hope you stay that way, man. I really do. You know, because I'm not, I don't want I don't put you in here to, you know, put people in jail. You know, I had my freedom taken away at one point in my life. I know how that feels. You know, I want you to be able to take this as a learning experience and grow from it. Yeah. You know? Because, I mean, not everybody's like me, and, you know, but if you're in that cell with nothing to do, you got nothing, but, you know, you got nothing to do but think. Mm -hmm. So, you know, reevaluate your situation. You know, I've had a few people tell me that, and I, you know, I tell, you know, my fellow colleagues, and they're like, huh, he's going to be right back at it. I was like, man, if he is, he is. But you got to be there to support them. You got to tell them, you know what, man, I hope you do. And if you ever need anything, I'm here for you. Regardless, if I'm a cop, no, I'm always here for you, man. Just, just come, just come talk to me. Don't hesitate. And they're like, all right, I will. All right, I will. So, I don't know. No,
1: and you, you asked me at the very beginning um, why I asked you to be on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, and I pretty much told you, but one of the big reasons is just like what you said, it can change somebody's life. Uh-huh. Um, I do this podcast because. I believe that everybody's testimony everybody's story man can change I know for a fact one person it can I don't really know how many people listen to this uh, podcast and but uh, but I know it'll change somebody yeah you know and so that I mean that's the big reason why I ask you that's why I ask anybody is just man your story can change whether you think it or not mm-hmm. it'll change somebody's life man in an instant
0: I guarantee it yeah well I remember you know when you first asked me that's what I was thinking I was like man I remember telling you, I was like, man, I don't know if I have a testimony. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, I'm not as as in touch with, you know, with, I guess, with, I guess, church stuff. Mm. But, you know, I have a faith. I, yeah. You know, I believe. But I was like, you know, I just thought that's what y'all talked about. And I was like, man. So I started, you know, looking at your podcast and, you know, I was like, well we'll give it a shot we'll see
1: what <laughs> yeah we'll everybody's see, different you know? man All, every story that i've had every testimony on here dude is, is different yeah and i love it man i love hearing y'all's testimonies man yeah um let's
0: talk about your uh, your business your <laughs> side business my side business yeah well that was a dream man uh it was always a dream to have when i was even in alpine to i guess open up a supplement store because man i'm from small towns and uh it, it's hard you know you, yeah you gotta go online or you gotta drive out of town to to get what you need and I don't have a lot of time on my hands you know mm. you, you know I got work I got my family and I got working out man it's a it's a tight budget you know tight schedule so I was like oh, man we gotta we gotta I was always I talked to some friends like man we should open up a store here in Alpine, and they're like, All right, all right, you just always talk. Mm-hmm. And uh, my girlfriend, she was going to school for business, and uh, you know, at the time, you know, we kept dating. And I, and when she graduated, I was like, What are you gonna do? She's like, I don't know, maybe be a manager. And I was like, Why? So, like, you went to school for business, you know, be your own boss. It's like, Well, what do you think I should do? I was like, Well, I'm gonna pitch you an idea, and I don't know if you tell me if you like it or not, and uh she was, I told her, it was like, let's, you know, let's sell supplements, you know, I'm tired of having to order online, you know, wait forever, how long it takes, one week, two weeks, if you find a good place, you might get in three weeks, but sometimes you don't know, Yeah. you know, and uh, I was like, man, if we can just get some supplements, sell them for the same price as online, I mean, we may not make a killing, but at least we're helping out people get stuff, mm-hmm. you know, on the same day, they don't have to worry about driving on town. So we were talking about that, and we started looking into it. And right about that time, you know, Caleb called. You know, you know I think we texted and uh, told her about it. So we came over here, and uh, I guess, well, yeah, she was um, she was pregnant with our with our daughter right now. At that time, and um, we uh, she ended up filing for all the the uh, the LLC and the EIN. So we got our name, uh, I guess, registered so nobody else could do it. Cause, yeah, I don't know. I I think a lot, just like just laying in bed, my mind's always thinking. So I just came <laughs> up with Elite Aesthetic Supplements. It's like I like that name. I was like I like it too. So we were like, well, let's go get that, get it, uh, put in paper before someone else takes it. So I was like, all right, yeah. let's do it. <laughs> yeah. So we did it, and uh, you know, a lot of it came for from uh, our own money that we had been saving up. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we got that, and then we hit a roadblock where, uh, like, man, we need some more money to, you know, get supplements. So, uh, we uh, ended up drafting a business plan. It took a really long time. That was really hard. And and, uh, we uh, presented it to uh, an organization that helps out minorities, and mainly females, if she wasn't applying for it i wouldn't have got it <laughs> that's what they told me literally they're like well you're lucky you got my applying because you probably wouldn't get it mm. but either way i mean throughout that time i had to change some things on my credits credits so i built my credit up so i'm like now nah, i got a pretty good credit so I was like, well, works out yeah but we got it and uh you know we moved here to seminole and they're in alpine they have a gym but not that many people went you know she came over here and I was just like, Man, there's a lot of people here, and she's like, There is a lot of people here. And I was like, We could help out a lot of people. She's like, Yeah, we could, and she started like feeling it more or feeling the idea. And uh, you know, we finally were able to get our, our loan and we got stuff in. And uh, I guess you know, I'm the supplement guru, if you could say, where you know, I look. I've been taking them for a long time, so you know I've tried out different brands, and I'm like, man, this brand is—it's no good. They just want your money. To where, you know, yeah, this brand—they're putting in what they're saying they're putting in. They're putting in the proper amount. You know, this stuff is gonna work. Yeah. You know. Uh, so I try to just get brands and products that are about what they say they're about. That way. If you purchase from me, you know you're going to get some quality stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know how much stuff I've gone through where I've wasted tons of money on that I'm like, that didn't do a thing, <laughs> you know? I didn't feel anything. It didn't do anything. Waste of money. Yeah. So I want people to know that when they buy something from me, they, that they're going to get a quality product mm-hmm. regardless of the decision. You know, I get asked some like, sometimes I get asked, what's your best thing? And I'm like, man, just about everything, I mean yeah you know <laughs> so I tell them like man it doesn't matter what you choose it's gonna be good but you know I try and help out like well, what are your goals what are you looking to do what do you What do you want out mm-hmm. of it so then I kinda you know I got stuff for beginners intermediates to the more advanced it's a little bit of everything men women anybody of all ages yeah you know even uh, stuff for joints like for older people because heck my joints are starting to hurt mm. man no <laughs> I feel you man That's stuff you know? that stuff that I bought from you uh a while back has helped
1: really helped a lot yeah. man so yeah that's good oh yeah that's no good. but um, man um, I know when I first ordered from you mm-hmm. you're like man I can take it to you today and it's dude what it's like yeah you yeah. want it today I'll take it to you today it's like oh heck yeah you know so to me man I think that I like that you know the order and then get it the same day yeah like the, and then not and there's really there's nobody else here that's selling any supplements that I know of you yeah. know and I think that that helps out a
0: whole lot. Well, I mean the main the main reason why I I gravitate to that idea is it's it's kind of what's coming up now. It's it's growing. You know, you got H E B Go, uh, where you go, and put your order online, you put it, oh, yeah. bring it right to your car. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's awesome. You know, because especially right now, you know, throughout this whole pandemic or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. You know people are, are not wanting to go outside of the house so i mean but you need to eat so you know i'm sure that go was you know making a big buzz you know oh, for yeah. them you know but uh but yeah since you know we didn't have a storefront i was like you know what can we offer you know how can we you know it's i know it's an inconvenience because you want to come in and you want to look at everything but you know we don't have a store and you know we don't it's hard to trust every single person. You come into your house, you never know when Oh, I, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? There's 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 people out there that you don't know their intentions, you know. And, you know, me working a lot, you know, and she's home alone with, with you know, you know, the little girl, and I, I'm like, ah, let's just deliver it to them, yeah. you know? Yeah. So so that's that's what I you know, like I told you, you know, I'll bring it to you. Moments you ask for it, uh, either me or she will. You know, we're out mm-hmm. and, the, and if if you don't feel comfortable with me coming, because... Like you said, a lot of people don't know us, and you know that's been a drawback. You know they don't know us. They see this. They're like, "Oh, you operate out of home? Eh, kind of sketchy, right?" So it kind of pushes them away. But I've had people who are like, "Oh, it's y'all guys? Oh, okay." <laughs> yeah. And then they they then they start buying, and I'm like, eh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can only understand. I'd be I would be too, but I don't know. I'm less picky when it comes to supplements i'm like mm. if it's here cool man like, yeah get some man oh yeah you know but but yeah so if like i was saying if you don't feel comfortable for us coming to your home we say hey do you want to meet somewhere out in the open public you know and they're like yeah sure so we'll pick uh, walmart stripes you know the the library parking lot wherever anywhere wherever they feel better yeah you know we want you to feel comfortable just like you would going into the store Mm -hmm. you know we don't want you to feel at ease because we're just here to help you yeah you know so that was one thing that you know i wanted to to uh i guess really i guess hit was deliveries same day that you ask for it it's the same day you're gonna get it you know yeah. And, and you, know, I, you know, I've came to your house at 10 at night. If, you're, if that's oh, what yeah. you're fine with, I'll come at 10 at night. You <laughs> yeah. know, it doesn't bother me.
1: Yeah. I know, and that that was great. That was like, yeah, man, I'll go right now. I was like, uh, yeah. sure, yeah, I'll go right now. Okay,
0: yeah, cause, well, I'm here. You know, because I've had situations where I go, all right, it's like midday. I get some pre-workout. I look, man, that's my last scoop. <laughs> I didn't even realize it because, yeah. you, know, you know, we have busy lives. You know, you, you look at it, you're like, man, I'm getting low, I should place an order. But then you forget. And the next mm. thing you know, you're empty. And you're like, man, now I gotta wait a week and work out without nothing. And it's gonna feel like, blah. You know, I don't know. That's just the way I feel. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I was like, man. Because you could, you know, the store could be closed. You just realize right now, if that's what you want, it, I'll bring it to you. Yeah. You know, I have no hours, really. You know, my site may say it has hours, but if you want it, I don't mind. It doesn't bother me. I'll get it right to you. Oh, yeah. You know?
1: Yes, sir. So, um, your website, you know, um, how, how? what is the website to, to look at the, your product? <laughs> I, know you, I know you got social media for sure
0: on website. Yeah, we got, we got Facebook and Instagram, just the Lee Aesthetic Supplements. But uh, right now, uh, since I use Square, they give us a free website, right? So I was kind of wanting to see how the website would do before I purchased the domain. So mm-hmm. I guess the domain you had to pay for every month. like, man, if it's not being used, there's some money being wasted. Yeah. You know? And the reason kind of goes back to why we're doing it at home is, you know, a lot of this money that, that's being invested in, it, it's coming from my, you know, my source of income, you know, so I'm like, money's tight. And I mean, I'm not doing it for the money, you know, every bit of money that we get, every profit that we get, we put into trying to get more stuff. Mm-hmm. Or so, I mean, I'm not getting no profit out of it which is fine with me it doesn't bother me but uh you know we're doing it at home for a little overhead you know if this goes big then you know we can ask for a loan to purchase some land and get a store and even with the store I'll, i'm still offer delivery because you know it's a convenience to yeah you know right. free delivery you know but um oh, what were we talking about i lost track
1: oh yeah, the website
0: oh the website yeah, yeah. the website so anyways it, it's a super long thing. It's like elite uh, aesthetic retail, and it's so long. But so. the link
1: is on your, yeah, your the profile link. on Instagram. <laughs> the
0: link is on our profile on Instagram. So, I mean, you just click that link. But I do want it, you know, I'm, I was thinking about it, and I'm just going to go ahead and purchase a domain name. So, you know, hopefully, uh, if it's available, it's just going to be like easubs.com. Oh, something yeah. short and simple yeah where you can just type in your browser and, and it'll pull up pull you know up. not that you like <laughs> you miss one letter and it says yeah. website not found yeah like oh, oh man. Yep. yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah
1: no heck and how's that going um have you been since you started
0: until now have you gotten a whole lot more people um it's it's it was going good i'll tell you what you know february was rough which was when we first started Um, Not too many people. You know, we got a lot of feedback on on social media, but as it goes back to that, they don't know us. You know, they feel weird. Whatever, it's fine. I understand, you know, but once you get to know us, you know, we're great people. Mm -hmm. Right. So February was kind of slow. March, man, it picked up. It was just like order after order. I was like, man, wow, this is going good. And then the whole, you know, gym's closing. Oh, yeah. And it was just like nothing. So, and it's starting to pick up again, yeah. you know, slowly. Uh, I would love to hit March uh, sales, but, you know, it's almost there. Hmm. But, I don't know. That was a heck of a month. So, I'm like, that's yeah, kind of hard to top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Out. So, I don't know. It is just, yeah. You know, sometimes I get like, man, no one bought anything today. And, uh, you know, I'm She'd be like, man, I know like you know what we just got to take it day by day yeah you know you know some days some days you get sales some days you don't yeah you, you just can't focus on it and i mean it's just like an aspect for it. it's just i guess it goes back to the whole principle like when i was in uh in middle school with athletics you know i wanted to get out but i was like you just got to take it day by day you know the more you you do it the, the easier it gets over time mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: but yeah no i'm I, man i pray that you know that you're your business
1: man booms for sure man I'm, that it's blessed bro. yeah I pray that um that everything goes your way you, you I mean you know that every, this whole business thing man is just yeah.
0: blossoms I guess you know well I mean I have a lot of of uh, ideas for it you know like if it goes great I want to be able to you know build a, a big enough site to where in the front we have our store and in the back we have a uh, a 24-hour gym, a limited capacity—you know, nothing too big or crazy—but yeah. you know, it's one of the biggest and the hardest drawbacks here is trying to get to the gym on time. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I got used to being at a 24-hour uh, gym to where you know I didn't have to accommodate to someone's schedule. Yeah, but you know, I came here and it's just mm-hmm. about adjustment. Mm-hmm. You know, don't complain about it, just just you know, to, it, adjust to it. it. There's no. Point and complaining, you get nothing out of it but yeah. wasted energy when you could be putting that to something better. Yeah. You know, so, uh, but yeah, we would like to be able to have like a gym. And it's always been a dream of mine to own a restaurant. Don't oh, wow. Right. A restaurant, yeah
1: huh? What kind of restaurant?
0: It, it would be a healthy eating place. You mm-hmm. know, uh, my father, <laughs> besides fishing, he was, he was a cook. He taught me how to cook. Oh, nice. And I love cooking. As a matter of fact, that's how I, I, uh, I, I guess, Missinda fell in love with me. For my <laughs> cooking. cooking. Yeah. Yeah, I made her a homemade chicken Alfredo from, from scratch. Oh, nice. I, yeah. Like, yeah. And that sealed the deal. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, anyways, you know, so, uh, a lot of people think that dieting has to be, be bland, boring, tasteless, mm. you know, like. Uh, I got to eat this again. When in reality, there's certain ways you can season it up, you know, get your, get a certain sauce uh, that's low in calories and, man, it tastes good. I just found one the other day, a sugar-free barbecue sauce. Uh, It's called G. Hughes. it's by G. Hughes. It's, uh, I guess he's a cook somewhere, I don't know, but, man, that, wow, it was amazing. I was like, holy, holy, this is good. (laughs) And, uh, but, yeah, so, you know, I would like to have, you know, the store and, and a gym in the back and and to the side maybe or you know just like a you want a meal come get a meal or you mm. know you just got done working out you don't got time to uh, go home and cook something you know you know tell me what go you want something. and I got it you know we, we got it for you nice yeah. I mean that would be the big final picture you know yeah so I can only take it day by day though hey
1: it can you happen know? it could happen um. You know, if people wanted to get a hold of you and it's, say, on Instagram, social media, uh-huh. um, what would they look under? I know you have, you do have a Facebook and you do have an Instagram, like you yourself personally.
0: Oh, me? My- <laughs> like I say, somebody somebody uh, had uh, questions. Uh, is like this my personal?
1: Or would you prefer them go to your...
0: Uh, well, uh, I'm going to say it's a funny name, but I made this a while back. It's my... I don't even know what my Instagram name is. I think it's like the... as Joey... Underscore jen or something like that. Yeah, I, I'm uh, trying to remember what it is it's, too. But it's, it's, it's funny. It used to be the Buff Gen, but <laughs> <laughs> that was a uh, that was a long time ago. You know. Yeah. Just Let you know, if see. somebody has questions about anything. If, if they had a question, they could just you know just message us through uh, um, Facebook. No, oh, they're blowing up now. Uh, Facebook or, or Instagram through a, a direct message, or I mean, if if they have me. Uh, on Instagram, they could just message me there. Yeah, it's Joey underscore Gent for Instagram. That's my name. Uh, and Facebook is just, uh, I believe it's Joey Hogan. Yeah. yeah. And I know
1: that's one thing we didn't do. I didn't get to introduce him. We just pretty much just started it. But uh, Joey, you know, I'm yeah. Joey Hogan. You know, I'm honestly this is probably the first time I, I had to ask him earlier, like, what's your last name, man? Yeah. I don't even know your last name, but I did, I met him at a gym and, um, dude, it just, it went on from there. You know, he started telling me about his supplements. I got them and I love it. You know, if you, if, if you do go to the gym and you do buy stuff online and I do, I highly recommend buying from these guys. They're, they're awesome. They, like I said, they, they, they do it same day, same day delivery. You get on there, you go, you order it and, and they'll deliver it to you. And, Every product I haven't tasted every product, but the products I have, love it, they're love amazing. it, man. Yeah, they're yeah. they're amazing. I love it. Um, I've even had some people ask me like, well, who are these guys? Just like you were saying, I'm like, oh, you know, he's a, he's an officer here. You know, they're good people, good people. So yeah. But now um, so if you uh, if you're watching
0: this, hey, go check it out. Go give him a follow. Go yeah. Go on don't, Instagram. Don't, don't hesitate. We are we are human, just like everybody else, just wanting to help out. Yeah. So don't hesitate uh, yes, I mean that's all I really can say about that but you know I I did mention that I got arrested a while back I didn't say this um, that was a case that was dismissed and expunged for those that are curious because I'm sure people are gonna be like man he's a cop how do you get arrested yeah. You know if he was arrested for just for the curious people you know just I got it legally taken care of so there you yeah. go that part is all good to go oh heck
1: yeah man heck yeah <laughs> yeah dude well, i appreciate you joining me man um i know we have we've talked about it for a long time that hey when I mean, you join the podcast and you join the podcast yeah. and it kind of just it didn't really kind of fall into place until now just it
0: happens i mean yeah i was like whenever it happens it'll happen oh yeah I mean, and man I, I feel like it was a good time though
1: dude yeah 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 it, yeah um, man, I loved having you on here, man. I loved hearing what you, where you came from. You know your your whole background.
0: Like I said, I I had I know nothing about you until now. Yeah. Well, that's what like it's like I tell my uh, my am like, people see me, and I don't know if I look intimidating or not. But I, I guess some people don't feel like they can approach me. Mm. And uh, I don't mean to put off that that uh, I guess that vibe that or... vibe, but. You know, sometimes if I'm in the gym, I'm just in the zone. I just... Oh, yeah. I'm working out, but, you know, if you want to say hi or, or ask me something, I'm always more than willing to, to take my headphones off and talk. Uh, there was a guy there that I met. Um, his name is Felix, and you could tell he's not from Seminole, mm. you know? Just, just you can tell. I don't really know how you, could, how to explain it, but I was like, hey, man... uh as I told him I was like hey I'm Joey you know I sell supplements if you're ever interested you know check me out on Facebook or Instagram and he was like what? you sell supplements? I was like yeah I was like hey where are you from by the way and he told me and then uh, we ended up talking and uh, it turned out that he writes music and uh, has it on Spotify and I was like wow that's pretty cool so I asked him what his you know why he you know did that and you know he was telling me that you know I guess at an early age he got stuck on or caught up with heroin and and methamphetamines mm. and uh, I guess he was uh, I guess almost overdosed a few times and his uh, he uses his he changed his life and he uses his music to try and help people that are in the same situation so I was like alright uh, I'll check it out yeah. I listened to it and I was like man that's pretty good stuff so I went back and I told him I was like hey man that's pretty good stuff I like your music and he was like Started wanting to cry he was blown away. I was like man, I'm just an ordinary person <laughs> I was like but you know you got good music and uh, you know that's what one thing he told me he's like man you know I've seen you around in the gym and I've noticed how how much you know time you're willing to give people mm-hmm. like I don't know there's always this guy that goes to the gym that he'll talk your ear off you know and he's said like, that guy he just talks your ear off but you weren't rude to him so man, everybody just they just want to talk. Oh yeah. You know, they just want to be listened to you just you know, let them talk. Mm-hmm. you know, engage. Yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. And he's like, yeah. man. He's like, and you're a cop? I was like, Yeah. So like, wow. I never met a cop like you. I was like, well, dude, I mean, we're out there, it's just you know, the media portrays the bad ones. Yeah. Which they need to get out. Yeah, so I mean, if there's a bad cop out there listening to this, you know, <laughs> they need to reevaluate their yeah. career and, you know, get out if their intentions are not to help mm-hmm. but to do bad. Oh, yeah. So, Dude. let me... Oh, no, that's not it. It was just about the big Floyd stuff. You know, oh, yeah. I, I had something that, that I saw, you know, another officer, I don't know from where, had posted on on uh, his Instagram Mm-hmm. And just wanted to read it, and it was something that touched me. Oh, you that's can go the ahead, way I man. felt. Yeah, is that that's fine? No, yeah, go okay. ahead, bro. Go ahead and read it. Uh, yes, sir. He goes. Uh, I am a police officer. I take the utmost pride in my job. If I can teach you versus taking you to jail, I will. If I can help you pay for something versus stealing it, I will. I will not tolerate the destruction of a reputation that us good cops spent years to build. The despic- despicable incident that occurred in Minneapolis does not define the brave men and women that do this job of dignity. Whether you want to believe it or not, a majority of police officers believe in justice. We are not disagreeing with you, and I know justice will be served. We are disagreeing with being lumped into a situation that we condemn as much as you do. Uh, and it says, I'd be damned if we didn't walk this course with you in unison. Love, compassion, and a firm belief in unity is what is required to push us all forward. And I saw that yesterday. And, um, and for for a good long time, I felt that, you know, I, I work for small departments. I've always felt that I didn't fit in because I was not, uh, I guess, as mean oh, yeah. as I should be. But I always, you know, felt that way. It's, you know we're here to serve we're here to protect people have to trust us and if you feel that you cannot trust us let me teach you that you that we can hmm. you know so it kind of it kind of touched me in a way to know that there's there is good cops out there yeah. you know and we need more of those mm-hmm. and you know it came at that after that moment because like you said mentioned earlier you know the with that one or those four officers you know kind of paints a bad picture for the rest of us yeah and it, and I mean his actions itself they it upset me you know beyond uh, you know it just upsets me man I can't even explain it mm-hmm. it Upsets me to, to, to watch it to to see his demeanor of carelessness I mean you can see the look in his face he doesn't care yeah. what's going on and, and I mean that that's upsetting to me but you know and in and, and the same uh, respect uh, you know with the riots that are going on I don't feel that's the right course either now I'm not sure if you've seen you know all the stuff they're doing at Target oh dude yeah, yeah I, I, saw was, that. I was kind of curious how Target had to do anything with this I was like I why, are they, that. why are I they that tearing too, yeah. up Target I mean, you know what Target was I don't know if he was uh big Florida at target or no, I have no you know, <laughs> idea. Yeah. No, I, I, I haven't, haven't really looked. Is, yeah. I haven't looked hard to have to do with this, no. you know, but yeah. I, you know, I believe that they should protest and, you know, in a peaceful manner, you know, everybody should come together as a community to support one another. Yeah. Not tear it down. Cause that's not helping you out.
1: Yeah. That's not yeah. helping
0: your community out. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want justice, you have to be able to, To be stronger than the situation and not let it control your emotions to show that's good you know that we're here as unity yeah so dude
1: you know know, the more you talk um you said you wanted to be more like your girlfriend i can see that Uh right now like i see no hate in you yeah and um that's the way it needs to be it needs to be like i see nothing but love in you somebody that who is patient you know letting who wants to love who wants to help who wants to serve who
0: wants to protect their community you know i see that all in you bro yeah well thank you yeah yeah i mean we we should not have to judge people based on you know their race their their wealthiness yeah you know the color of the skin where they grew up from you know we're all the same person Mm -hmm. you know it's you know uh in Alpine, I guess, you know, there was quite a bit of racism, mm. you know, not just towards, you know, uh, the black community, but to the Hispanics as well. And it was, it, it, man, it's it's a feeling that's not cool. You don't like going into summer where you feel like an outcast, you know, yeah. you got everybody watching on you or, or eyes on you just because, you know, you're brown or or you're not white. You know, it shouldn't be that way. We are all, you know, God's children we're here for one purpose yes sir you know we gotta come together as as a community as a whole as a world you know just everything Mhm. but you know only time oh yeah only time we'll get there yeah. yes sir yeah man
1: dude i've enjoyed you being on here man it's been, it's been amazing man it's been really <laughs> yes, good sir. bro yeah well i'm glad i could come on yeah you know. if you see him out people like man go shake his hand get to know who he is i'm telling you yeah. man he is a an amazing person like I said, I, I see everything that I just said I meant. I see that he has no hate, you know, just nothing but love for people. And he, he does. He gives people time. I i see him in the gym talking to people. You know, and just from him going out of his way way to talk to me, you know, it's you you can definitely tell that he is a people person. Not out there to to please anybody, but just out there to just say, Hey, I'm here to talk. Like I'm I'm here just to just to
0: respect and honor, you know. Love it, man. You're here for you know if you need help i'm here for that too yeah oh yeah don't matter what what kind of what kind of dilemma you're in i'm here for it you know yes sir so well he uh he
1: gave you his social media stuff um go man give him a holler give him a follow you know um, also give the company the supplements go go check them out go give them a follow on facebook and instagram and go check out their website um you can Go give me a follow on No Holds. I am on Facebook, I am on Instagram and No Holds podcast and then also subscribe to to my YouTube channel, man. Get let these stories get out there, you know, these stories I guarantee you help somebody up. Um and that's all it is. It's just about the one, just going out and helping the one. So, man, share, like, follow, subscribe. You know, do what you can. Tell people about it. You know, I want, I want everybody's story, everybody's testimony to get out. You know, it's not about me at all. It's about you know
0: getting them out there. And, man, um, I appreciate you again, bro. Not a problem. I really do. And um, you know, I appreciate being able. To, I appreciate the opportunity. You know that you saw whatever oh, yeah. you saw in me, and wanting oh, yeah. to. You know, I guess
1: share the word yeah bro yeah I yeah. mean like I said dude I, I know there's more to you I know there
0: was man I oh just... man I got <laughs> yeah there is a lot more to me it's just I, I, I'm a I'm a I I don't know everybody's unique in their own way oh yeah but just my my mind thought on everything it just I, I don't know I, I feel alienated at times mm. but you know I think that'll change someday
2: yeah
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, no we have to have you on here again, bro. So well, whenever yeah. just let me know. Oh yeah, we're going to have yeah. to have you on here. <laughs> yes sir. Well, yeah. That is all that we have for today and until next time we are out. Peace. Later.